Welcome back to Design Huddle, a podcast for creative professionals looking to level up. This podcast is hosted by myself, Ryan Warner, a UX designer based in New York City, and my co-host, Brendan Gross, a digital strategist for Fortune 500s. This podcast is the intersection of design, business, people, and just possibly the next big idea. We interview designers, thought leaders, co-founders, influencers, and sometimes just our friends from Instagram. If you like design, the internet, or storytelling, this just might be your new favorite podcast. We have a ton of incredible episodes and content coming out soon, so please subscribe. And for now, let's dive in to today's episode of Design Huddle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, you have your boy, Brandon Gross and Ryan Warner here on Design Huddle. And instead of Huddle, we're going to talk about hustle today. Reason being is because we are known now today as the hustle culture. And we're going to talk about how all these hustle gurus, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, etc. out here trying to tell you to hustle, hustle, hustle. But as we all know, it is very hard to sustain a hustle that is not built on good foundation. So today me and Ryan are going to talk to you guys about how to build systems and habits that sustain us for the long term while we're hustling. So guys, why we want to talk about this today is because especially me personally, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, you know, being able to hustle and, you know, move the dice forward or move your, uh, you know, being able to progress in what is it that you're doing by a lot requires Focus, the ability to manage your energy, the ability to stay refreshed while hustling, in addition to being able to understand and follow your why so you have that energy, passion, etc. while you're going through the motions. So with that said, Ryan, let's get into talking about hustle culture and why hustle is going to kill you. Yeah, I listen, I think so my personal take is hustle's important. I think side projects are great, and I think side hustles are, you know, similar to side projects, can add a lot of value. Like, you know, if it's if you're not 100% happy with what you're doing, you know, you can slowly take on, you know, a passion project and pursue it. I think where it gets dangerous, though, or where it gets, you know, um, you know where it really, you know, people kind of get caught up is they'll be, you know, working a full-time job, and then they do a side hustle, and they're kind of get they're you know, they're doing too much. Right. So the number one piece of advice is, you know, you know, make sure you're, whatever you're doing, whatever your project is, whatever you're hustling for, you need to be passionate about it. You know, Brendan and I started design hustle, sorry, <laughs> design huddle, <laughs> design huddle, um, you know, because we're both passionate about the UX community. We're passionate about design. We're passionate about learning from each other and other people in the community. So that's why we're like, you know what, let's commit to this. Let's just see how it goes. Um, when we really kind of took it on as a creative design project. So um, we'll be talking a little bit about, you know, learnings on what we had through design, you know, making this podcast. But the first thing is, you know, 
focus. You know, you really want to make sure you're managing your energy effectively. There's a lot of different ways to do this. One way in particular um, that we'll talk on is digital minimalism and reducing distractions. But before that, I want to talk about this, like, you know, hustle culture. We've been reading more about like Gary Vee and a lot of entrepreneurs where you basically, you know, you should be working your nine to five, coming home and then working till two in the morning, getting three hours of sleep and then repeating it. And let's be real. It's a very unhealthy way to live your life. There's, you know, anxiety, you know, depression, social media addictions are at an all time high. And a lot of this is because everyone wants, you know, something better. They want a better life. They want something that they're ultimately trying to achieve. But what they're not realizing is they're actually sacrificing a lot of their mental well-being in the process. So Brendan and I hopefully are advocating a balance is the number one thing we want you to get from today's episode. But Brendan, I know you are very well read on all of the hustlers out there, the Gary Vee fanboys and girls. Like, what's your what's your take on this current environment that we're living in? Other than that, it's toxic as hell. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be the be seen as the person who is well read in terms of the Gary V fan boys and girls. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I think Gary V is great. He definitely has a great amount. He knows how to motivate people, and I think motivation is a great spark to people. And you know, going back to balance with the amount of and I, again, I just feel like we're drowning in so much hustle content that it's really starting to, um, it's, we're seeing it at such a scale, it's starting to, you know, push our culture into a phase where we are, again, because status is king in our, you know, in, in you know, human, in human, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? This is why. I mean, it's every, listen, everyone's trying to build an audience, right? right? Everyone wants a brand name. Everyone wants a personal brand. And then like. All of that is important. I totally agree with that. I, I, I would advocate for that. But what happens is is that when the second you cross the line and it's starting to, you're making personal sacrifices that are impacting your relationships, your physical and mental well-being, you know, that's when, you know, you should pump the brakes. There's plenty of entrepreneurs, super successful entrepreneurs, you know, especially tech entrepreneurs that advocate, get your eight hours of sleep. It is like scientifically proven that if you get more sleep, you're going to be more productive. So... Um, yeah, I just think there's a lot of, there's a lot of hot air and noise, especially when you're in your, you know, when you're younger in college, like I definitely recommend, you know, making the most use of your time. Um, I ran a music blog when I was in college as my side hustle. So I would make money from AdSense. I'd post, you know, me and my buddy would post, you know, new content once a week and we were really passionate about it. And it was a really good way to spend our free time versus, you know, you know, sitting, sitting in the, sitting in a bar or like, you know, being unproductive with our time. So um yeah yeah i don't know brendan did you ever have any you know like any any side hustles while you were in college how did you manage your time what like you know got you into like even pursuing something out of your nine to five my hustle has always been what you guys know is now brandon gross the designer and digital strategist for fortune 500s that's been what everything has led up to now the why behind what it is that i do and i this is one of our points today you know, outside of focus, knowing how to manage your energy and figuring out how to have build in refresh time to what is it that we're doing, it was very important. And I'm sure, you know, with you too, Ryan, and your mu- your music blog, which is awesome, you know, it starts with why we're doing what we're doing. And I, you know, I kind of want to share this because it's a little bit personal. Um, the reason why I do things, and it's actually a double-edged sword, 
where some people run towards things and some people run away from things and running towards things that could be like, you know, I want X, Y, and Z in my life. I want to build a better, um, you know, foundation for my family, et cetera, et cetera. Now on the opposite side, running away from something, this could be again, an insecurity that helps drive you in a positive manner where this is, you know, you were laughed at in my case, um, I never knew an answer to <laughs> anything in class while I was in elementary school. And one day I had the audacity to raise my hand and every single kid in the classroom, like l lost their, lost their marbles and started laughing at me. And I never wanted to answer another question ever. Um, and a lot of that experience, that's why I do educational videos. That's why I try to teach you know, the other people that were in that position. And also, it's me running away of being called stupid. I hate that. Um, you know, so understanding your why of why you're doing what you're doing, why you're hustling. Are you doing it for your family? Are you doing it? Are you going towards or away from something? And just sit down, solidify, you know, why you're turning your wheels. Is it going to be worth it for you? And now after that slightly sob story or whatever, um, you know, it's important to know your why. I mean, I, yeah. I think that's very relatable just to, to come back on that point. Like, you know, I like the idea of running towards or running away. So running away could also be like, you're not happy with where you're at. You want to pivot, whether you're in a different career and, you know, pursue something um, or you want to run towards, you know, you want to try something new. You want to eventually become or create or build something that you didn't think you could you know for me like I, I think I'm more I think I'm closer to the latter where you know I've I feel like professionally like I've been I have a very you know high satisfaction but where I'm like always trying where I'm energized the most is when I am you know basically being challenged creatively and podcasting for me is a uh, has always been like a creative challenge to come up with an interesting topic be you know, articulate it and ultimately add value to an audience consistently. I think the consistency, the quality, and the value are hard to, you know, hard to, you know, that's something that you and I obviously strive for every week. But that's kind of, I'm a good example of someone that's running towards something because I get personal satisfaction and I get energized by it. So, yeah, I, I think, and then the, you know, the example that you gave where, you know, like, you know, raising your hand and putting yourself out there, I think that's just a good metaphor in general for you know creators like this is a podcast for you know creative professionals one of the most challenging things about being a creative professional is creating content you know making things whether it's a video an instagram post you know an audio file a podcast like anything that you're making you're 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 making yourself vulnerable and you're putting yourself out there so in the same way that you know brendan raised his hand and you know kids were giving him a hard time about asking a question it's the same thing when a YouTuber hits that upload button on YouTube. It's the same thing when a podcast, you know, we publish it live on Mondays. We have that same, you know, like hope of like, you know, we're making ourselves vulnerable. We're telling stories. We're trying to be as relatable as possible. So I think that little uh, insecurities is like the most human and uh, most people can relate to that. So the heart of the only way to really overcome that is by putting yourself out there and raising your hand during class. Yeah. And insecurity can be a strength, guys. No... no like what we're saying is that either running away or running towards neither is positive or negative it's just being aware of why you're doing what you're doing which and you know and getting back to what ryan was saying is you know when you're finally you finally raise your hand and you're doing the doing it 
then becomes super important to do the next things that we're going to talk about. And the first, that being the focus piece. I know we touched on this before, um, but I really have something important to another story for you guys. So take a listen. All right. So one of my favorite online mentors, his name is escaping me now, but he runs he runs consulting.com. If you guys know him, he's everywhere on YouTube, but definitely take a take a look at his YouTube videos. So consulting.com founder. He talks about when you're going about doing whatever you're doing, it's extremely important to have focus, but while we're tr- while we're on a journey regardless, there's nice and shiny objects all the time on the side of the road, etc. that are very similar to what it is that we're trying to achieve. So he talks about instance pretend for at least for this case and everybody listening pretend that you were watering a plant you're trying to just get this plant to grow but while it's growing you're watering it weeds emerge and that water is your attention you're watering the plant hoping for your goal that plant to be larger but at the same time as you're you know during your journey of water consistently watering this plant weeds come in now you have two choices you can stop pause remove the weeds and continue watering or you can do the other side where you just continue dumping more and more intention on all the different problems there now i really like this story because it has a visual representation of scattered effort in addition to also taking the time out of your day to pause and refocus it's extremely important for us as people who are trying to achieve something to maintain sufficient focus so that we get the most out of what we're trying to accomplish you can put in the same amount of effort into one thing and get really far versus the same amount of effort into that one plant and all those weeds but that singular plant or rather the other things on that plant the weeds are going to take from the plant you're trying to grow so really what i'm trying to say is pause pausing is extremely good for refocusing so that we can focus on the one thing that we're trying to actually achieve on our journey so In addition to focus, it's not just driving, driving, driving. A lot of people, when they hear focus, they're like, oh, that's to go, you know, uh, you know, back to the wall, let's go. But you really have to take the time to not only focus, understand your why focus, but also understand how to pause, refocus. And when leading us to our next piece is, you know, having some downtime and refresh time in that, you know, it's a it's an entire skill set. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more on this one. I think it's pretty straightforward. The only thing I'll add is, you know, with with the focus piece and managing your energy effectively is also just setting goals, right? Because if you have clear goals set out, like, you know, Brendan and I have clear goals of we want to post a new episode of Design Huddle every week, you know, and we both have very busy, busy professional and personal lives and we still make a, a conscious effort to get new episodes out every week. So that's our goal, and we will do everything in our power to try to meet that goal and hold each other accountable and get there. So um, that's one way that we kind of hold each other accountable for getting our focus, you know, and helping each other focus as much as possible. So the next topic that Brendan Brendan hinted at, um, you know, building in downtime. I, I don't think this this kind of goes without saying, but taking care of you know your personal health kind of is baked into this taking, you know, breaks to meditate. There's all of, there's literally a billion dollar industry of meditation apps and personal wellness that have come up in the last couple of years. And I can't emphasize enough the importance of just like stepping away from the screen, both physically and mentally, um, you know, 
kind of disconnecting every once in a while, taking a walk, getting some fresh air, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee, talking to a friend. Like, I think all of these things are very basic, very simple, but I can't, you know, I think this is something that I still, there's been plenty of times where I sit down for six, seven hours straight. I kind of keep trying to, you know, caffeinate myself to continue to go where my time would have been much more effective by just stepping away and taking a break for a second. Any, any tips, Brendan? I know you're a pretty active guy. Anything that you would recommend in terms of how to build in building in downtime? Yeah, I actually, the best thing that has ever happened to me is an actual visual of somebody else's schedule. So now I try to, and I have to do it again. <laughs> we can't just set it and forget it. I wish we could do that with our, I just wish I was a computer because with a computer, you can set a schedule um, online and it, it just sticks and it remembers. Like if you were a digital person, you would, you know, go through the motions as you coded yourself to do so. But with my schedule, it looks like this Monday. That is my, that is a work Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday are work days. Tuesday, Thursday, those are my not touching the computer day. <laughs> when I get home, it's family time, friend time, and same thing with Friday and Saturday. Now, why this is important is because you get to have what I call chunk days. Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, these are absolute times where as soon as I get home, I have my to-dos. Those are days for work. Now, imagine in, in next day, Tuesday, I know I'm going to have a break day. That's me working out and friend, friends and family. Now, where I used to have this is where I would have Monday through Friday work and even Saturday, Sunday work. I basically was working on one project or even parts of a project all week long. And that just causes a shitload of stress <laughs> for yeah, you mentally. I, I have to say, Brendan, when I first, I first met you, and I, we've talked about this before, but Brendan and I have actually never met in person yet, but hopefully we will soon. So but we met literally on Instagram as, you know, people that started as professionals that are interested in the same thing. And obviously we've become pretty good friends since making this podcast. But my first interactions with Brendan is like, I was like, this guy is like one of the biggest workaholics I've ever met. He grinds. Like he's always doing something. Like he would hang out, he'd get off a pod, recording a podcast with me, you know, do an Instagram live video. He'd be posting YouTube videos, you know, just, just always creating content. And it was like, it was something that I was like, I, I was, uh, you know, I was always being like, I need to do more. I need to do more. But yeah, I, I could totally see how that is a, is a, uh, it's probably, and I can imagine that when you were in that flow of basically working seven days a week that you felt burnout at some point. 100% like it, it would be okay if I was single to be to be honest <laughs> well no not e not even that because at a point where even at that like I guess I you really have to be built for it and I kind of built myself to be like that but it's not sustainable at all talking about a three to four years of just you wake up you do work you go to work you come home do work um, you know, my family lives five minutes away from me legitimately, and I probably see them once a month, which is terrible that, and even with my partner who I live with before I rechange my schedule, we're talking about one to two hours of person to person time. And I live with them, <laughs> which is, which is insane. So what I had to do is I had to look up, you know, going back to my, why, what exactly am I trying to do? Am I running towards something or running away? And you know, to be completely transparent, it wasn't me running. It was more so me running away from being called stupid 
than me trying to build something sustainable for the people I'm with. I'd rather hang out with them while they're alive <laughs> and, you know, just have a good human relationship and have a good life and make sure that the things that I'm doing are helping other people where I really couldn't help myself earlier in life. Th those are my goals. I, I, I love that. And then like, just to summarize that, I think a good way of thinking of this is, you know, when it comes to pursuing passion, you know, side projects, side hustles, I think it's always four quarters are better than a hundred pennies, right? Like pick a few things and commit yourself to it and have a balanced approach to it versus doing a ton of little things and not giving your full undivided attention and energy to it. So the combination of being like thoughtful of the projects you're picking, as well as balancing it with the things that are important to you, which, you know, friends and family are something that I think most people can, you know, <laughs> agree is something that you should definitely be focusing as much of your free time on as possible. And that was at the bottom of my list before, man. Like now, um, you know, again, just using this, <laughs> using this story time to explain kind of the restructuring that I had to do is, you know, before this podcast and really, I think last month, I was not only trying to, um, you know, work with Adobe, do daily um, IGTV videos, but also the podcast and also trying to um, learn real estate which came in late in the game, which makes no sense. And I, I think... didn't even know you were doing that. But like, <laughs> as your friend, I probably would have talked to you out of that. You're like, I'm training to climb Mount Everest. Like, uh, I'm launching a business. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, like, take a breath, man. You got your, you know, you're still like, you got, you know, multiple lives ahead of you to still figure this all out. That's the other thing is that we haven't talked about is, you know. We're so we're so ingrained of like you know we're we're definitely impatient. I think it's a millennial yeah. thing that we want it all immediate. We want instant gratification. We grew up in the, you know, the Facebook and Instagram world where like we want that like we want that serotonin release in our brain every single time to tell you know our peers and people to say, we like what you're doing. We like what you're doing. We like we like what you're doing. But the second you can kind of pivot and go away from like, you know likes and engagement to. You know, I feel like I'm getting value from this and my audience, even if it's, you know, 100 people or 50 people, they're getting value from this. That's what that's what's going to make it sustainable. Not, you know, having a few posts that do well. And um, I know I'm tying it back to social media, but I think we sometimes we get caught up in this vicious cycle of being consumed by like, you know, we have to continue and maintain. Um, and there's so many articles and people, you know, especially huge creators that how many, if you Google YouTube, like burnout from YouTubers, you see it all the time. It's just people get, you know, run down from trying to create content nonstop. So um, I also think it's okay every once in a while to take a break. We haven't, you know, we talked a little bit, or I know we're talking a little bit about building in downtime, but sometimes it's okay to step away for a couple weeks and refresh and like let your brain kind of shut off for a little bit. Like I think a lot of people, especially, you know, that are, you know, doing side hustles, they have a really hard time shutting off. They're checking their phone, they're checking emails, they're checking social media, they're checking text messages and emails and deals. Like it's just sometimes it's unhealthy to kind of always, always be doing that. I have absolutely been guilty of that. And it's something that like, I'm obviously always trying to get better at. And I think most people can relate to that. I think that's why it's important to have strict on days and strict off days. That's why, because before I used to have it mixed, I'd be like, oh, I'm only going to work for three hours. But really, you know, I got really excited and ended up working five. That's why I think Monday, you know, strong day, go out hard. That is a work day. Tuesday, you ain't touching shit. 
Wednesday, we're back at it. Thursday, nothing. Friday, nothing. Saturday, nothing. Sunday, we're back at work again. And I think it's important because it is hard to multitask or even to task switch. Task switching requires um, cognitive load to do that. And it's very hard. And I think that's what causes anxiety, even to the point our last podcast, um, our guest talked about this, you know, even to the point where social media, you know, a couple of wires get crossed. Our why starts to change from we're moving towards something to then running away from, you know, us getting messed up by the algorithm. So now we're executing out of fear um, from missing out, etc. And that leads to us being impatient, which then leads to anxiety from social media, at least in I know in my case where if I miss something on Instagram I, or I had become afraid of what was going on on Instagram in the past, which, um, or rather that I was missing out on something that all my friends, um, that the other influencers are riding, you know, by my side, people who I've worked with that they were doing more than me and that then I needed to do more. So that whole cycle of, um, your why changing because of fear, thus becoming you becoming impatient because of social media, because you were looking at other people, other people's highlights and therefore because of that you think you need to do more than what you're doing so that's why you have to go back to home base and be like all right brandon or if you're ryan ryan um you know what is it that we're trying to do here why are we why are we you know turning our wheels so it's extremely important to go back home to home base in your head or on a piece of paper and really you know jot down what you want to focus on not just business but life, wellness, and work. Those three buckets. I think those are very, like, we talked pretty holistically for the first part of this. Um, I think turn, we can also give, like, very specific actionable things, I think, as well, for, you know, how to be more productive. So um, I'll transition a little bit to that, and then we'll kind of bring, we'll, we'll summarize everything that we've talked about so far. But um, we talked about a few things so far, right? We talked about making a to-do list, setting goals, you know, getting on a normal sleep schedule and, you know, um, Brendan also mentioned talking about blocking. So blocking off chunks of time, having dedicated work, dedicated deep, you know, decompression time. We also talked about, you know, being focused, you know, being, you know, being present, not being distracted when you're answering emails. If you're in a meeting, if you're on a call, like really try to bring your full self. Um, some other things that we haven't touched on yet is, you know, getting organized. You know, being organized can ultimately make you more productive, more efficient. And that also comes into a topic which I'll probably talk more about in another podcast is digital minimalism. You know, reducing distractions in your digital life, really kind of honing in of like where you want to spend your time. Um, there's a ton of productivity apps on how to help you do that. But um, I think when, you, when people say, you know, you know, minimalism or, you know, being more thoughtful on how you're using your time, I think... Um, digital minimalism is probably one of the most important things you can do to be more, um, you know, more productive. Um, I think those were some of the main ones. The only other things that I would say is, uh, you know, you know, really try not to procrastinate. I think that's another thing is like, if you're going to, if you told yourself you're going to do it at a certain time, really try to commit to doing it during the time that you set. I find that the number one thing that people do when they're trying to pursue side projects is they delay it, they push it off, they push it back an hour, and then it becomes a day, and then it becomes a week, and then that passion project slowly, slowly dissolves, 
Um, and it's really just because you were procrastinating and it was a lack of, you know, commitment. Um, yeah. And then the last little, like, I know I'm throwing a lot out here, but the only other one that I would, I definitely recommend is, you know, reading an email like once. So like a lot of times when you open up an email and you decide what to do with it, a lot of times you spend too much time like crafting your email, reading it like four or five times, read the email, write an email, read it one time and then send it. People spend way too much time trying to craft the perfect word choice. Just get the message across. People will get the rest. I think people spend way too much time crafting the perfect email when I, I sometimes think it's one of the biggest uh, productivity like wastes uh, you know, where people are wasting their time and they could be more, you know, ultimately more productive. So Brendan, I know I just threw, that's probably 10 that I do. I know we touched on a lot of those. Any other things that you do to be more productive in your life? Anything actionable that someone could just skip to this part of the podcast and be like, I'm going to do these things to try to make, you know, more use out of my work week. Yeah. I mean, you really nailed it on the head. The only things I would add that are specifically 100% things I have to do once a month is because I fall out of line all the time. Going back to that story we talked about in the beginning, I am that guy with the plant and <laughs> a whole bunch of weeds just popping in. And I really, because I know myself and I'm, I love shiny objects, you know, when I, I have a, a focus and a refocus sort of phase every month because I end up in that plant pot just to give you guys a visual, I always end up collecting, not the weeds going, growing themselves, but I end up finding weeds and putting them in the pot. So I know, <laughs> I know that's a problem of mine. So really make sure, like, sit down. With, if you feel unaligned whatsoever, if some shit is not going right, sit down with yourself. Make sure that you, the three buckets that um, I have for myself, I get a piece of paper. And I'm like, all right, am I, what has changed? What am I trying to achieve in my personal life, my business, and um, what is it? Personal business and I, well, guys, why is my brain fighting? This is the third thing that I said earlier today. But anyway, but basically, what you want out of life in my in my personal example, it's business and personal, and making sure not to mix the two and that I'm paying attention to both. Because usually, when things are out of whack, you know, my what I'm focusing on is no longer being focused on. So making sure that you are aligned with where you are or where you want to be. So sitting down piece of paper, do you want to focus on more personal or work things? Make sure you have those written down and make sure your actions align with what you wrote down. That is the focusing and refocusing exercise. Now, I think the third thing was health, but <laughs> personal work and health. Uh, making sure that those three buckets are to your your wanting and that you're building your life in that way. That's really the only thing that super helps me. Like if it's the one thing that I tell you guys to do is that you do that focus exercise, but also in your to-do list. Again, this is super powerful. When you write something down, make sure you do it. Like you, people write things down all the time and don't execute on it. One huge habit that has helped me immensely is having a list of, three to five things per day and I only write things on there that I know 100% I will accomplish that list that I'm making is almost like a contract with myself the the day does not end until this thing has been completed and I think it's a great way to start building some you know self uh, or, or really like a contract with yourself it's doing what you say you're going to do I don't know the word that I was trying to use to explain that but Making sure that you are disciplined is a great habit to have. 
it's a great way of looking at it. And I think that that you know the metaphor. I think most people can definitely you know relate relate to. And then just to Brendan, just to tie this all together, I have like five you know five quotes that I think people everyone loves quotes. So I think you know these are not the ones that like the the cheesy ones that you would see like uh, you know in the office where they have like you know teamwork makes the dream work or, you know what i mean these are actually like legit quotes legit so these quotes, are five guys. quotes that i think are directly related to what we talked about today i also think it summarizes everything that we talked about so the first one the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing i think we always have a good ideas how many times have you been with a friend at a bar that's like i have an idea for a startup i have an idea for an app and then that's where the idea lives and dies so get started if start making something commit to it and do it so that's the first piece the next is uh, good is great but perfect is too much which means basically like don't let perfection being obsessed with making it perfect cripple your creation and your creativity um get it out there having something and you know making something is always better than nothing so um yeah good is great but perfect is too much next Great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. So sure, if you're a freelancer, you're on your own. Um, but, you know, I'll use this again. I'll use Design Huddle. Brendan and I are a really good team. Um, Brendan's strengths um, are a lot of my weaknesses and, you know, and vice versa. So we really try to, you know, be a good team together and kind of help each other out where one of us is lacking. Um, so, Yeah. Don't, you don't feel like you need to do everything alone. I think that's pretty good. So the last two, just to bring this all home, is you know it doesn't matter if the glass is half empty or half full. All that matters is that you are the one pouring the water, which basically means own your own destiny. You should be the one that's in control. No one else, no one else is going to you know, ultimately make a balanced schedule, commit to a passion project, and make it happen. Um, as we mentioned Doing a side hustle is is great. Brendan and I have been doing it from a very young age. We both are big advocates of it. It's just doing it thoughtfully. Doing it with balancing your mental, physical, and emotional well-being is the most important. And then lastly, summarizes pretty much, if you had a, one, one way to describe this entire podcast episode is work smart, not hard. Be productive, be, a, you know, use, be as, use it maximize your efficiency in every way possible that does not mean working 24 7 that means if you're going to work for two hours make sure that whatever whatever however you spend those two hours it adds the most value in getting you one step closer to whatever that end goal is so those are five quotes that i think will resonate with everyone i think it summarizes where this podcast went from but um Thank you, Brendan, for sharing some personal antidotes there. I think our audience will definitely appreciate them. Anything else to end? No, nope, that's it. I'm going to leave it on the prophetic note. Guys, do not forget to, if you love us, which I know you guys do, you're here listening, do not forget to leave us a review on whether it be iTunes, Spotify, on the actual Anchor website. You know, if you find a review button, click it and write one or just give yes. us stars on iTunes. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah, and the other, the other thing is, um, you know, Brendan and I obviously follow at Brendan Gross at Ryan Warner on Instagram, but our audience is growing internationally very quickly. 
Obviously, we are dominated by a very uh, U.S. and European-centric audience. We have been getting people listening from literally all over the world. Anchor has like these new analytics that we've been checking out. So if you're from another country, DM Brendan and I. Tell us where you're from. We will try to shout out some of our audience on the next episode. We really believe passionately that Design Huddle is all about a community. It's a conversation. So we really want to hear from you. Um, Yeah, keep shooting your questions over and we will catch you on the next time. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Design Huddle. Peace. Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in and please feel free to share this episode.